0: You're listening to the TLC Football Podcast.
1: Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. And the Chiefs, the day after Christmas. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays over this past weekend. Uh, the Chiefs sure did. Uh, they got their eighth consecutive victory. They have now gone from 3-4 and four to 11-4 and four with a massive win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always fun to see the Chiefs absolutely just smash Pittsburgh. always a good time. I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando.
2: I'm Caleb Berlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDL53. I'm
0: Tyler Savatina. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore.
1: That was a fun one. That was a fun one to watch. Chiefs dominate Pittsburgh uh, handily. Uh, so much so that Chad Henney played in this game. And Mason uh, Rudolph. Quote unquote played. Yeah, Mason Rudolph also played. Uh, Henny, Henny more or less uh, dropped two snaps, but that was uh, well in the garbage time by that point. Um, what did you guys think of this? You guys were both there uh, for the first time in a while. What was the atmosphere like in our head?
2: Electric, man.
0: It was, Elect- it was, it was so loud. loud. It was so loud. I was down in the bottom tier and everything was just shaking the whole time. It, it Everybody totally- was standing up.
2: Until the second half. the second half was yeah. quite <laughs> uh, a drag and I thought about going home several times, but I stuck it out.
0: Yeah, I think we, we left a little bit early but uh, you know towards the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth, I think it was it was a nightmare for the Steelers this entire game. Um, I just the Steelers team is so bad. they're so bad.
2: It was it was pretty not good for the Steelers. Uh, pretty damn good for Patrick Mahomes, who went for two fifty eight, uh, three tutties and zero picks, and uh, all without Travis Kelsey and only targeting or I don't know if he targeted him two times, but only two receptions hauled in by Tyreek Hill. Byron Pringle with a big ass game. Why receiver, you
0: baby. Yeah, Tyreek. I don't. I don't think he got to really play a whole much in the, a whole lot. I think he played forty nine
2: percent of the snaps or something. And I think they were just early. trying to
0: rest, Yeah, they're just trying to rest him with a lot of the guys who were coming back off, off, off the COVID list. Um, obviously, LJ played primarily the whole game, but he was pretty much the only one not coming back off the COVID list. Did you guys see um, who
2: led the Chiefs and tackles this game?
0: I
1: wow, what a
2: weird name to Embryo Boodle.
0: <laughs> that's right, that's who it was. Back on the practice squad, you go there, bud.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what a game. Badly.
0: We did protect Uh, him on the practice squad, by the way.
2: This was the ultimate next man-up game, and it was very fun to watch. Caprio brutal out here leading the the team in tackles. Second is Ben Neiman uh, stepping up, playing a part. Uh, We had three tight ends rotating in. That was fun to watch. Byron Pringle going crazy. Derek Gore with an amazing game. Had a, what, 50-yard catch?
0: A 51-yard reception and a 50-yard run.
2: Nicole hardman playing a little better than his usual uh lazy self but a little bit better um, <laughs>
0: Anyway, I, it wasn't bad
2: oh man it just i i every time i get on twitter after the games i watch somebody who has posted a, a route where Nicole just gives up and pat throws the ball to him and it ends up hitting the ground because McCole just stopped running
0: Which is typical of pretty much every game he plays in, except for when you play the Steelers, when everybody balls out because the Steelers are garbage. It still
2: happened this game, though. It It still
0: happened. Well, it's inevitable.
1: Yeah, it is. So, Caleb and I were talking about this uh, on our drive up to work on Tuesday. Um, I posited the idea that this might be the best the Chiefs have been under Andy Reid, not in this specific game, but in this in this stretch right now. Um, not the best they've been on offense. That is undeniably not the, not the case. We saw 2018, stretches of 19, um, stretches of 20. The offense has certainly been much better, uh, not much better always, but better than it has been now. But the team from top to bottom, I would argue, is more dangerous right now over the last few weeks and what they seem to be moving forward then I think maybe they've been in the entirety of the Andy Reid era, stretching back to 2013.
0: I don't know if I can agree with that. From the 2018 was just a special team. Now, I, I will agree that the defense was ungodly, awful. So that's why you have to go into 2019 when we went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl in 2019. I don't know. If we can say that this current team is the best team in the Andy Reid era, just because that defense for the almost the same amount of time was still a top five top 10 defense and the offense was a much higher had a much higher um, floor than where it is right now the floor obviously for this offense is has been fairly low and and we're just starting to kind of get out of that groove we're still trying to figure out ways to make things work and they have been working against bad defenses we just haven't seen them go against a good defense and still be able to uh, to pull out some of the big wins that we saw back in 2019 so i would i would have to say where we're at right now we're still chasing that 2019 chiefs team but we've got a couple. We've got two good defensive teams coming up, and then obviously going to the playoffs. We're on a seven-game win, win streak. We were on a seven-game win streak back in 2019 to go to uh, go win the the Super Bowl. So uh, it's definitely something to to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree that if it's not this team right now, because. You are definitely correct. The sample size for what we have right now that you would, you know, that I would posit as is this the most dangerous is maybe like three weeks or maybe four. Uh, it's not much. Uh, whereas that 2019, we did see them for an entire stretch do you- down the stretch of the season, obviously in the playoffs play very, very well. Go do, ahead, you guys,
2: do you guys want to do a quick little segment where we give out game balls? Cause I got a game ball uh, for somebody who's not getting enough praise. Make up a segment. Let's go. I uh, am gonna start it off, and I'm giving a game ball to Andrew Wiley. TJ Watt was invisible in this game. One tackle, he and that's it. it. That's it. He's he's still, a backup. He's still,
1: still coming off. Uh, still a little banged up, but he's yes,
2: a, he's a backup tackle. And it's TJ Watt. He's got 17 and a half sacks in like yeah. 15 games. It's, I mean, to Went only allow one sack, or what? Well, not even a sack. It was a tackle. One tackle to TJ Watt. He was invisible. I don't even think I heard his name in the first half.
0: We did
1: end up with two sacks, but yeah.
0: No, I, I think you're 100 percent right. TJ TJ was invisible that entire game.
1: Very very quiet. And
2: Andrew Wiley's not getting enough praise for that.
0: I don't think All he's gotten right. enough praise over the last few weeks. I you know I hear him in the KC media every now and again, but for the most part nobody's talking about the great job that he's done yep. coming in taking over for not only because he's not just the backup he's like third or fourth string at every position across the offensive yeah, line is, so he's he super he's not versatile. even a first option in case somebody goes down he's behind lucas niang who's who's just coming back off the ir slash COVID list he's he was behind rimmers um this is a guy who's played all across the offensive line through the last couple of years i think i think you're 100 percent right caleb I would have to give my game ball to Daryl Williams as a guy primarily for the work that's been done through the past few weeks. Everybody's given him uh, his congratulations and he deserves it. He's like top six. He's like the number six running back in all receiving across the NFL. He's got 488 snaps on 403 yards receiving. The only people that are in front of him all have, Pro- at least like a hundred more snaps than him That's impressive. And I didn't know about that. the same amount of yards Najee Harris is number one for like nearly 900 snaps and only 500 and some odd yards it was ridiculous so yeah. shout out to you Darrell Williams I don't know why we can't do it with Clyde but at least we're doing it with somebody and somebody's being a threat out there
1: my my game ball would have to go to the other running back not Clyde it would have to go to Derek Gore my personal favorite running back on the team um he he's really good guys like and he gives a little more wiggle to Clyde's and Daryl's more shoulder head down and and plow through Mm Derek Gore adds a little bit of a different uh different flavor a little bit different vibe uh to the power game um and and that, that reception orchestrated by Mahomes who is really really good at knowing where the line of scrimmage is of course uh firing that ball down the field hitting Gore on that up route um I really like Derek Gore and I really want to see him get snaps. It'll be really interesting to see what they do moving forward with him. I would imagine going into the next year, he is easily your third running back, right? I mean, because Jarek McKinnon has been nothing. The Darwin Thompson experiment is over. Well, yeah, uh, Derek Gore is easily going to make this roster next season, barring injuries.
0: Easily. Oh, and it's also barring any crazy first round running back draft picks. Right. Or uh, which, a please, Kareem Hunt in the fourth please. round.
1: Right.
2: I think Kansas City would probably take to the streets um there
0: there is I, I wanted to go back and touch on the the Daryl Williams and and um uh, Clyde Edwards a layer uh subject for a minute because that was one of the things that I, I was talking about with some buddies and I'm it's it's confusing because you look on the film. Or You look at film from when we brought Clyde in and you look at all the statistics, he was lining up outside in the wide five wide, like 40, 38 to 48 percent of the time. It was ridiculous. He was he was running routes at a large portion, higher than anybody else in college football or in the league at that time. Um, and And we're not really seeing him get a lot of action when he's on the field. If he's even running routes. Now we do know that he is a good pass blocker. So we like to have him in there for a little bit more protection, but Daryl's getting the, a far larger amount of targets, even not just, not just snap routes, but even targets uh, alone um, is when you guys are watching the game is one of the things that I've started to notice is when Clyde is on a route, I feel like he's actually a little bit um, he, he, he makes the defense a little bit more scared. So they actually, cover him a little bit more than they do Daryl, which allows for Tyreek and Travis to get more open. Are you guys seeing the same thing that I'm seeing when it's out on the field that, that our two main receivers are getting a little bit more open because the coverage uh, they have to respect Clyde a little bit more. That's
1: interesting. Uh, I don't know if I have noticed that, that obviously by no stretch of the imagination means it's not happening because I'm an idiot half the time. Um, But I think that's interesting. I think the counterpoint to that, to say, even if that were happening, is that also, like you were just saying with Daryl, Daryl has proven himself to be a a dangerous receiving threat out of the backfield. So it's to reason that the defenses would would try to account for him as well. Um, Also, it's a little bit tough maybe to judge that off this game where Tyreek did not play anywhere near his normal snaps. Travis Kelsey was not in at all, obviously. Um, But I do think that could be an interesting hypothesis um, that maybe – Defenses do respect Clyde more out of the backfield, therefore they cover him more. Um, But I think I I would feel Daryl probably would get the same, if not more respect at this point, if that were the case. It's
2: hard for me to believe that they respect him more and are paying more attention because the only thing they have to go off of that would make them play that way is when he was in an LSU uniform. And I don't think teams really care that much about Clyde in an LSU uniform.
1: Not so, a year plus into his
2: So maybe maybe it just so happens that the packages we play in and Clyde's formation is shifted towards uh, shorter routes somehow or something like that. Uh, but I don't think it's particularly Clyde. But I could be wrong.
1: Now let me also posit this theory. Because it has been proven and Travis, by, by Travis Kelsey coming out and just saying this publicly that – uh, the Chiefs, like the way they structure routes, and I think a lot of people to one degree or another run routes like this. You read the defense as you run your route. Um, not that all routes are option routes, but you... You there mean are right receivers
2: react to the DBs?
1: Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, you know, but all routes have some degree of option as to where you specifically are running them. Is Clyde not either comfortable running deep, or is he maybe not great at reading a defense uh, going deep? Or do you think maybe that has something to do with it as well, where Daryl is more comfortable running down the field? Uh, maybe Derek Gore is more comfortable running down the field, and therefore Clyde isn't isn't running those uh, intermediate to deep routes nearly as much because of that? I think he's just being a
2: nice guy and wants to get Derek Gore some more snaps. I'd
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Could be
1: that. laughs> have
0: side. to go back and, and watch the film a little bit, but from the from the routes that I have specifically looked at, They've not been the deep downfield wheel routes that we've seen Daryl Williams be be running. Um, I don't know if that's partially due to scheme of the defense like I was kind of talking about, um, or if that just has to do with, I mean, the chief's not trusting his ability or his actual inability to run the route. And, you know, like we've seen before, they like to use him as pass protection. So I think it's a little bit of a, of a combination of quite a few things. I think we'd have to go back and, and look more in detail um, to actually figure out kind of what that issue is between the two. Yeah. This subject, this subject with
2: Clyde is weird because like, I can't say that Clyde can't run a really good wheel route because we just haven't seen it. Like they're just not doing it. And we haven't seen him try to catch one of those balls. We haven't seen him run after the catch hardly at all in his whole career yet. Like like, we just haven't seen any of that. And uh, so to say that he can't do it, I just, I, we can't really do that cuz we don't have anything to go off of and if you look at the last time he got a lot of targets he was doing all that so
0: and the the other thing to go off on is is it's a running back or a receiving back's nightmare is also to go against a cover 2 not just a really fast team that likes to run a lot of deep routes Cover two, you've got two men high, so if you're going to run the deep wheel route, that's going to be taken away unless you catch them in the intermediaries, which you're usually going to be one-on-one until you're passed off in and the zone. And if you're going to have on,
2: a quarterback to do that, it should be Patrick Mahomes.
0: It, it's going to be Pat, but again, it, it, it plays into schematics a little bit on the defense when we're talking specific route running uh, more so. Um, than just inability or when it goes to certain routes being run versus just overall route running
2: yeah
1: also the discourse with Clyde as a whole is really it's interesting to me because I think in general people kind of fall into two camps they're either Clyde defenders or Clyde haters and I really think that most people probably have a vaguely similar opinion of Clyde Edwards-Alaire it's just that he was just a first round running back like I don't think any of his perception is his fault uh for people that don't like him because he's not a bad running back at all like he's he's not bad um he's a perfectly serviceable guy and I think if you went into this year with a stable of Darrell Williams and we'll say Derek Gore for now because he he is the, the third guy as of right now and and Clyde I think we think, hey, that's, you know, we don't have the Kareem Hunt, we don't have the Jamal Charles, we don't have the Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, on and on and on with, with great Chiefs running backs. But we have a stable of three really solid running backs, all of whom you trust and all of whom do something a little bit different. Um, but I think with Clyde, the expectation for Clyde is that he is your number one and the other guys are spellbacks but that's not really, I think how this team's going to go. And I think Daryl especially has proven that throughout the year that he's going to be way, it's going to be way more of a complimentary one, two style than Clyde's the number one, Daryl's the number two, Gore's three. So I think Clyde is a perfectly fine running back. I don't think he's bad at all. I'm happy to have him on the team. I just think it's going to take so, so much for him to actually be worth the value that the Chiefs spent. And it's getting a little tiresome to debate whether or not that was a good pick, but I think, nonetheless, I think the perception of him—not his fault whatsoever—because I don't think he's been bad at any level, really. Yeah,
0: I think there's also one thing that uh, we can leave off here. But a couple of weeks ago, Computer Cowboy on on Twitter, uh, he always puts out really good graphs, and and I think we did cover it just slightly. But he put out a graph a couple of weeks ago that graded the running backs based upon what their uh, average uh, yards. Are, uh, expected. It was uh, yards expected. The Yeah, EPA, I think it was. And then the uh, grading of the offensive line. Now, Clyde and Daryl running behind the same offensive line. So the offensive line is graded the same. Uh, Daryl gets minus half a yard or in between minus half and minus one yard under what was expected versus Clyde is right at zero. So uh, I think it goes into saying that neither one are really, I mean, one is at least meeting the expectations when running the ball. And we saw that at the beginning of the year when Clyde was getting 100 yards a game on 17 touches at, you know, anywhere from 4.6 to 5.7 yards per carry. Uh, But the discrepancy between the two when it comes to uh, snap count at running routes or your, your routes being run in games, I think... Uh, if I remember the the snap count correctly on those, it's like two to one for Daryl. Uh, now, part of that was while having Clyde out due to his injury through three or four games, uh, but that's also one of the things to look at is uh, I they're maybe just using the comp complementary styles on one to each other, like you were saying, uh, with a running and a receiving back until we can get one all in one.
1: For sure, uh, let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger a little bit. Um he's old guys he doesn't look very good does he no he, he should terrible. have
0: called it like three years ago
1: yeah yeah and, and ben Roethlisberger, for years now has been the, the guy that will float out the idea of well maybe you know maybe this is my last year uh with the pittsburgh steelers maybe this is my last year in the nfl might be done after this but this feels like it right like i mean this he's gotta be done because he just he doesn't have it anymore there were multiple plays during the game where a younger Ben Roethlisberger absolutely takes off. He scrambles around, he picks up a few yards, but he just stands there with a lot of scrimmage because he, he's entered Tom Brady range of his career where he just he can't really run. And Tom Brady's a better runner than Ben Roethlisberger at this point, which is saying something.
2: There was, it's, he, it's he did say earlier this season, he was retiring. Like yes, in the past, it was kind of like a, yeah, I've been thinking about it. This time he actually said, yeah, this is it. So I, I think this is definitely it for him. Um, hopefully he can go out strong because I'm not a big, big Ben hater. Um, barring any news. Barring, that comes elite, out, literal illegal barring, barring out. the illegal things that might might or might not have happened. Uh, it's it's fun to joke about, but he, he also wasn't convicted of that. So I don't know. Um, but as a player, I, it's been fun to watch him. I like a, I like a big bodied quarterback that, just bodies, uh, defensive ends. So
0: it was always fun to watch in his younger days, and mm-hmm. you know, we kind of look through the last few years, and they're just he's steadily going down with uh, with his production level, and you know, I, I guess his completion stats have stayed roughly around the same, and and he's still putting up you know close to four thousand yards passing uh, every year touchdowns the interceptions are good but the the big indicator that your arms going out that you're getting old is is uh what is that the air yards per per pass and Mm. it's just gone down from like what used to be 13 is now at like seven I seven i think it was four
1: yeah he had 35 attempts for 159 yards it was well i
0: think but the air yards per attempt.
1: Right, literal air yards.
0: Yes. Literal air yards per attempt was like four. It was like four or five yards. So yep. we're just not seeing really as, bad. as he gets older. And we saw this with Drew Brees as well, or as well, you start showing the throwing the shorter passes and, but that just makes your team more easy to adjust to. And, and that's just why they're not winning games is simply because of big Ben.
2: He just looks like he has to put his whole body into his throws. And it's so weird. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it just looks like it's labor to him it doesn't look like it like like it should for it does like natural. it does at tom brady it doesn't look natural it looks like he's forcing everything he has to do and like you said caleb putting everything he has into it to send a ball down the field four yards
1: yeah that's no, not that's not what you want ben arguably has been in in washed uh washed territory for years um but i think over the last uh this year for sure maybe last year as well is he's washed
2: uh, definitely, because
1: it's sad to see former greats really be not good anymore. He definitely uh, he has not anymore. hit
2: Eli Manning bad, though.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. He's he, not Eli Manning. He his career quits by then or before
2: then. He's done pretty well for the regression that he's that he's. He's faced.
1: also been on better teams, to be fair. He, to Eli he has. Lyman. Eli had bad teams at the end of his yeah. career as well, but.
0: But I there's mean, one person on this team that I feel really bad for the Steelers team is. So Najee Harris, and I, I mean, yeah. the dude yeah, is a rookie. So he's gonna cares. put up. He's gonna put up over a thousand snaps before the year's done. A thousand snaps as a running back, as a rookie. He's not Derek Henry size. He's not like Derrick Henry. I don't even know if Derrick Henry gets a thousand snaps. They got nine running backs to back him up in case he gets tired.
2: Well, they tried which it. He
0: never does, but
1: <laughs> they, they did, did try
0: it. But, but I mean, dude, that. That dude is going to end up with far too many touches and be out of this league, he, which nobody wants to see, and it's not based upon his play, but it's based upon what's what's being forced on him to do he and already, have to carry this team.
2: He already has 355 touches.
0: That's, that's ridiculous. That's a lot. He's going to get at least 100 more. Probably.
1: Uh, there's only two games, but you know.
0: Oh, uh, That's true. I thought there they're was not three. making the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. I thought there was three as well. Two. two. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet he gets like fifty to sixty more touches before the end of the year.
1: He'll get at least fifty. Uh, he'll he'll hit forty probably, at least.
0: And He got if if we just he might look get at, fifty. Yeah, no, if we really just might. look at the snaps against Kansas City, he had he had nineteen uh, rushes and he had five receptions. That's that's twenty four. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah, no, that that put him right around there. Uh, it's 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 arguable. He might he might do it. Um, any of the big thoughts about this one before we move on to the rest of the week?
0: It should be. It was too easy of a game. <laughs>
1: fun one to watch. All like <laughs> I said up fun. top, always Incredible fun to, to see the Steelers get absolutely wrecked in Arrowhead. Uh, very very fun time. All right, real quick here, let's let's talk about a few games. Uh. A couple of very interesting ones on Thursday and Saturday. Um, Titans Niners was a big game. Titans get the win to at least try to stay in the one seed uh, hunt in the AFC. Packers Browns. Um, the Browns threw four interceptions. and The Packers could only put them away by two. Uh, very interesting game there. And then the Colts do in fact beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals uh, have been slipping as of late. What's out to you guys out of those three? um for me i really thought the 49ers were on their way back obviously
0: you can't tell what jimmy g is ever going to do because i did as well he's an awful quarterback <laughs> um and the titans just are like variable Man, needs this... to be up for coach of the year everybody the... talks about andy everybody talks about yada 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 it's got to be mike Verbal, the dude Vareble. is staying in the n- verbal variable ver, variable that's right the r before <laughs> it's I, I think it has to be Mike's turn for Coach of the Year, simply for what he's been able to do. With over 100 roster spots taken up, yeah, broke the record, and you're still staying not not only a winning season, but one to two seed potentially mm-hmm. in the AFC. Yeah, might win
1: your division. My, you're still yeah, like you said, in the one seed hunt. Probably like, will really win impressive.
2: division uh, now that Carson Wentz just came out.
1: I mean, that
0: team's run by Jonathan Taylor anyway,
1: so.
2: It's run by Jonathan Taylor, but now, I mean, it was run we by Jonathan. rather be Jonathan
1: it, Taylor and Carson it, Wentz it, than Jonathan was, Taylor and Sam Ellinger. It was run
2: by Jonathan Taylor through Carson Wentz. Now it's run by Jonathan Taylor through Sam Ellinger.
0: <laughs> about to bring old Phyllis Rivers back.
2: Uh, no, they're not, because the Saints couldn't even get him to come back. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't blame him for not wanting to go to an awful team in the Saints. <laughs>
2: If he wanted to come back, he would have played for the Saints last week.
1: Was that, were, were there actual talks of that? Ring. Yeah, there, there was. Yeah, they oh, were trying I, to get Breeze back, that. too. I missed that. But I this is a totally to different situation.
0: He's He <laughs> played for the Colts last year. The playbook is the same. And they're a much better team based on – I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the Colts is a much better option than the Saints. I don't, I don't think that's very debatable if you're looking at a guy yeah. who wants a ring.
2: Yeah, it's a better option, sure. but if he really wanted to come back, right now so if some any team gives philip rivers a call he's saying yes if he actually wants to come back because there's not Probably many over. calls that come like that no
0: that's true um the the packers browns game as well uh baker played off through four interceptions it was not good what's new against the media <laughs> well i think there needs to be some lashing about this game um they missed two Massive, massive, massive calls that swung the entire change of the game. Two of Baker's, and, and this isn't to defend Baker, this is to defend his receivers because they were good balls thrown right on the receiver's money and they got they got interfered with before the catch and they didn't throw a penalty i mean you just take that last one for instance if that's a 15 it, even if you get the 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 holding penalty for 5 10 yards whatever that's a first down you move you you get the clock stopped until you go up that's 45 seconds left on the clock and you're past the 50 if you get the pi which it should have been because it was past the 5 yards that puts them in field goal range with timeouts and uh 45 seconds left on the clock and they'll end up winning that game by kicking a field goal and that, that's not it, – it, Baker played awful the whole game. I, don't get me wrong, but but those are some big calls that you can't make. That was almost as egregious, just slightly less egregious than the uh, than the pass interference that was not called the playoffs against the Saints. Oh. It was bad.
1: I think I must have bad. missed that call live. Obviously, that was on Christmas Day, so I had had other things also happening yeah. <laughs> around me. But uh, that's he bad. He was on him like a cape. Yeah. He was on him like a cape. It was not good. Um, but also from a Packers perspective, like if you get the ball four additional times against the Browns, like you got to win that game by more than two. And they had this one sealed like a couple times, it felt and they were up like 24 to 15. Like this game fell over, and they just couldn't really quite put Cleveland away. Um, until until you know until the buzzer sounded really. Um, weird win for the Packers. I still would argue maybe the Packers are. Uh, The best or second best team in the league right now. Um, There's a reason uh, why Vegas
0: isn't so high on them.
1: It's true. That is true. Um, A team that some people wanted to crown. I didn't. Uh, And I am feeling more right. Uh, The Patriots lose again, which is always a fun thing to say. Uh, Mm -hmm. They lost back to back. They lose to the Bills by two touchdowns at home. Uh, Caleb, your thoughts?
2: Uh, Patriots are garbage, and I'm really happy about it. I'm glad I was wrong. There you go. Um, but still don't want to play that defense in the playoffs.
1: That's also, you know, that's not a, a ludicrous statement. Uh, I just don't <laughs> think that they are. The thing with the Patriots and the thing with any team that's going to beat the Chiefs is you either have to hold the Chiefs to like 15 points, which is starting to look once again like a very, very difficult thing. It didn't look like nearly as difficult a thing maybe five or six weeks ago. The last few weeks it's looked much more difficult or yeah. you're going to have to go out and score like – 30 plus to do it yeah and i don't really know if at this point the patriots are capable of either of those things
2: i think 27 is the magic number where the race where the win-loss ratio gets pretty crazy it's like 27 and 2 or something
1: (laughs) that yeah it is yeah it's something like that um it's it's great right right and that's the i don't know if the patriots can really do that against the chiefs defense the way it's playing right now and i also don't know if the patriots can hold the chiefs to like 16 um at this point the way the Chiefs are playing and the way the Patriots are playing um the Patriots are still going to be dangerous though like I think they can still win a playoff game or two uh, because Bill Belichick and they are a, a solid squad um but I, I think I think everyone thinking oh the Patriots are back as Super Bowl contenders like let's let's kind of pump the brakes calm a little down. bit you got here. a
0: rookie quarterback he's not named Tom Brady calm it down
1: yeah, yeah exactly like let's 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 ease it out here Uh, A game that lost me a parlay because, of course, uh, the one time I bet I lose because the Texans beat the Chargers. That's funny. But hey, that gave the Chiefs the the ability to win the division, which, of course, they did. Yeah, I didn't say that either. Six straight division wins for the Chiefs now uh, with this one. Uh, They they seal it up because the Chargers lost and the AFC is in absolute shambles.
2: Another thing that I want to point out that happened this week, and I'm glad it didn't turn into anything more because football is not a poverty sport, but Uh, people got a little upset about the Bengals quote unquote, running up the score against the Ravens. Uh, and I'm glad that that just got smacked in the face by Joey B and the rest of NFL fans were like, yeah, just stop them. That's, that's how you don't let them (laughs) run up the score. Uh,
1: well, and it wasn't like they were up like the Cowboys were either, and continued to like.
2: Yeah, I mean, play. Like, like
1: it was still. It wasn't right? like an. It wasn't like the game was out of Cowboys, what we've seen
2: an NFL team come back. From. The Cowboys was like forty-two to seven, wasn't it?
1: Uh, the final score ended up being fifty-six. Well, I meant I meant halftime. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, at I think it, was like 40, yeah it was it was It was twenty-one to, to zero, like five minutes into the first <laughs> quarter. It felt so. No, no I really, uh, have
0: any room to talk though because didn't they do the same thing by going for two against Denver earlier in the season? I can't remember. Vic Fangio came out. Uh, oh, in his own I remember conference some controversy he about was that. Yeah. Super pissed off at John Harbaugh because they decided to go for two for no reason. Oh, oh so that yeah. they could get there to, so. to get their rushing stats or what? Like, dude, let's, let's not complain. Like, oh yeah. play think, good defense or yeah. get the hell off the field.
2: They, they came out and ran the ball with Lamar, uh, during a put away drive. Yep.
1: All right, we we are running out of time on our Zoom call because I think I have a mild case of COVID. So we're on Zoom. Uh, I'm all right, but we are doing uh, the safe recording here from everyone's house. And Zoom did not give us extra time today, so we are running out of time. I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at fields underscore lando.
2: You can find me on Twitter at cdarlin53.
1: Find me at underscore suavage underscore. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Hope you all have a great New Year coming up. And hope you listen to our next episode previewing the Chiefs at the Bengals as uh, the Chiefs try to wrap up the one seed, which is uh, on the table, I believe, depending on what else happens next week. Be a fun one. As always, go Chiefs.
2: Go Chiefs.
0: Chiefs.